Today we're talking to Calvin Patterson, AE at Concert, about interviewing, being memorable, and personalization. One thing that can be really tough sometimes as a rep, especially if you're you know, fairly new. And when I say fairly new, your first you know, couple of years on the job at a new company is how much do you focus on yourself versus focus on helping other people at your company? You know, so in other words, when you find stuff that works, how willing are you to share that, you know, to kind of share the love a little bit, as they say. And if you take it even a layer deeper than that, how willing are you to share things that might help other salespeople just in the industry? other folks going through this grind uh, that we have the fortune of going through on a daily basis. And the reason why I'm super excited about Calvin, who I'm going to be talking to here in a minute, is that he put together these really badass guides based on his experience job hunting through COVID and then also just being a new rep on a job. And I thought it was super cool for him to go out of his way to create these resources for people that like he doesn't really outside of probably feeling good, he doesn't really personally benefit from providing, you know, these resources outside of the fact it just helps other salespeople going through similar struggles. Uh, before we get into that interview, though, if you're listening to the show for the first time, my name is Jason Bay. I'm the host of Blissful Prospecting. My goal with this podcast is to help you think outside the script with your prospecting so that you can leverage proven tactics and strategies to land more meetings with your ideal clients. So like I said, I'm super excited for you to listen to this interview with Calvin. He's a solid dude, and I definitely want to encourage you to check out those guides. It's in the show notes, so right up there on your app, open it up. There's hyperlinks to New Sales 101, which I kind of told him in here, this is not really a document just for 101, you know, people just learning how to sell. I found a lot of really helpful, interesting things in there, and I've been selling for 12 years. So it's not just for 101 level type stuff. I would check that out. And if you're interviewing for sales jobs right now, or just job hunting to keep your options open, check out the interviewing one-on-one guide and make sure to connect with Calvin on LinkedIn as well. He posts a ton of cool content. And before we get to that interview, also in the show notes, what you'll find is if you're looking for a more repeatable framework for your cold emails, you know, one that really like prioritizes personalization and like, you know, the prospects problems and all that good stuff, definitely make sure to check out the reply method guide. It's free. It's not gated. You can get full access to the guide there. It's blissful prospecting dot com slash reply dash method. And again, that's linked up right in the show notes. So you should be able to open it on your phone there uh, or, or wherever you're listening to this and click on it and it'll take you straight to the guide. So I check that out if you're looking for a way to increase your open rates and your reply rates on your cold emails. Let's get to the interview with Calvin. So one thing that we were on a rant about here before we hit record was this concept of having a job where you get zero training. <laughs> Like, I, I can't imagine what it'd be like the summer before college, I stacked wood on a cart at a mill. So I was a mill worker, 60 hours a week. To, I couldn't imagine what that job would be like if they never showed me how to operate any of the machinery. They just said, hey, here's some of the safety stuff you need to look out for. Like, don't cut your fingers off, like that kind of thing. Go at it, dude. Go have fun. Yet, this is how salespeople, especially SDRs, get treated. They get no direction outside of, hey, here's like where you can find the list of people to reach out to. And you just need to start calling them and sending more emails. It's, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, we kind of like went on a tangent prior to recording. Yeah, it's like, 
they're it is so like mind blowing too that like, you just nailed it on the head is why why is this role I, I think that yeah you go to like a massive you know fortune 100 five like 500 company you know you're going to oracle salesforce whatever they're gonna have like a structured process and you're going to go through this but why is it in a lot of companies there's a you know smb startup you know mid-sized startup sometimes it can kind of be throwing your you know okay uh yeah here's the people you're going to reach out to uh now go do it like in uh so like the one role i had to start off with it was kind of okay you're gonna follow this person for like a day um and then you're going to go through hubspot free training so shout out to hubspot for having those amazing free courses there <laughs> um but i have a unique experience too where i was exposed to co- uh sales in college uh i was one of you know i went to one of the universities of the 120 i think it is now colleges that have sales and undergrad it wasn't like something i was oh yeah i'm going to be a salesperson yeah. Uh, it kind of happened my last year in school, not being sure what, you know, the future was going to look like psych major, uh, you know, and then went into this intro to sales class because it was a like easy course I heard for my marketing minor. <laughs> and then my teacher just kind of exposed me into uh, when you think about sales, there's actually a huge opportunity to actually take that psychology and there's an opportunity to be able to help people. And, you know, that's something I I love doing. And then she, there was like, Oh, you can help people. You can make good money. And I was like, Oh, that's like very interesting. Tell me more. Cause like psych people and like all these, you know, other roles, I think you're like, Oh wow. I can make what salespeople make six figures and like all this other stuff. It's like, I kind of thought that, you know, that would be like a very a huge stretch and like, hopefully I'll reach that eventually. And then you hear more and more like there's sales reps actually like making like a million dollars. It's not everybody, but there's, you know, sales reps that are doing very well for themselves. Um, but yeah, bringing it back to the training is, you know, I had some exposure there or read from sales books and, but like what stood out to me there was in that sales class one of the things that was really unique is we were actually executing. So we were practicing discovery calls. Oh, wow. Really doing like demo. Yeah. So this is like really crazy too. So I went from failing. So I had an intro to sales class and an advanced selling class in my intro to sales class. I failed. Like I got a 60. (laughs) How did they grade you in the class? Uh, so, I mean, there was like tests and stuff, but one of the things I really loved, it was about actually really uh, applying the sales knowledge. So you would do like a mock discovery. So one of the things that was tough is in the intro to sales class, it was another student pretending to be the buyer. So, you know, it all depends too a little <laughs> bit on who the other buyer is. Yeah. Like, do they know how to actually role play the right way and kind of string yeah. you along, like make it difficult, but also keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it was really cool and I really liked that aspect. And now there's actually a sales lab where you go in and sit down and it's like, cool, you're sitting at like a desk in front of somebody and kind of feels like you're doing an in-person sales pitch. It's, uh, it's really, really intense that there's, so I, I competed in a couple of sales competitions too. Again, didn't, didn't do the best in those sales competitions, but to get to that, I went from a 60 on my first pitch to then 
being in this class where I was one of four picked to then go compete at national sales competitions. And that was like based on, okay, who, who are the top performers? And then you got to pick like, okay, these top four, we're going to pick you to go to these different competitions. Um, and yeah, did not do so well in that competition, but walked away with a job offer from that competition too. Um, like had an interview set up, uh, from the people that were at the competitions, like there was companies sponsoring it. And then, yeah, like the next week walked in, crushed the interview, of course, no big deal. And then, uh, you know, walked out with a job offer on the spot. I hated inside sales, which is so funny because I'm so diehard inside sales now. Uh, I was so against it. Um, I only wanted to be outside salesperson where you get to like make your own schedule, kind of do your own thing. And then I was like, oh, I only want to go to these big companies. Like, I only want to go to the most reputable ones. Like, I had an internship at Paychex. And then as I kind of, like, went through the process, I realized, you know, there's a lot of perks. Like, we were talking about, too, is training at these larger companies. You have a very structured process. You know, it's like, this is what works. But I realized personally, myself, I wanted the ability to like kind of make a larger impact where I felt like I wasn't kind of a cog on a wheel and here's what you're going to do and do it in X, Y, Z order. And that kind of clicked with me as I was going through the interview process. Oh, wow. Like, so fun fact, I interviewed with, I think it was 59 or 60 companies right out of school. So I had a great, I had a great resume on paper so I could get the, in the door uh, at most companies but one of the things I think I came off like a little too cocky. Like I was so like talking about interviewing advice, I kind of felt like I was always driven. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so SDRs. Okay. So what about the AE role? Like, when do I get to that role? Like how much am I going to make in that role? Like how quick can I get there? And, yeah. uh, you know, being too aggressive about it, I think, you know, I think, uh, some people may have taken it as a, a great thing, but other people may have been like, whoa, this dude hasn't even, he's never been in SDR. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like he has some like sales experience, like whatever, like internships, but he's not worried about actually performing in this role. And that's only something I can look back and say like, you know, months, years later. Uh, And then one of the other things I think is really important, like why I started the, the interviewing doc on my like profile is because I also like another thing is you hear like always make sure you send a follow-up email and whatever. And I did for a lot of them, but what happens if you don't have somebody's email? I didn't know that there was these tools out there. And so there's amazing tools that you can get somebody's email. If you just can find their LinkedIn profile and you'll be able to get people's, you know, emails. And I was like, wow, like learning that app, and now I'm like, oh, wow. So nobody should ever have an excuse, uh, you know, to not to be like, oh, I didn't have their email. I couldn't send a follow-up email. So that was something also that like really stood out to me. And then, you know, knowing questions to ask, like don't ask, okay, like what's the pay? What's, you know, w- you know, don't ask the benefits, those type of questions like PTO. Don't ask that to the hiring manager, you know, 
ask the actual operational questions about your role, like competitive questions. What are you going to be doing in the role? Can you give me an example of how, you know, uh, you were able to take like a bottom performer and, you know, help them to then hit quota or over exceed? Can you, you know, talk to me about an opportunity like where you guys were able to promote internally and asking the more thoughtful questions and can you talk about the competitive market? You know, mm. do you show that you did your research where a lot of people will go, oh, I'm like really excited about this company. Okay, like why? Like, cool, you saw these rankings, blah, blah, blah. But like, what do we do? Is like not always asking, like some companies will ask you, okay, like what do you know about the company? But like, can you tell them about the competitive market? You know, if you can go the extra step to really go fully in depth to like, here's the competitive market. Here's why I think this company's better. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on like what's differentiating you? This is what I thought, but I'd love to hear it from your opinion internally. Like, how are you guys positioning that? And taking that extra time and then something like I have now, like the Zoom background, you know, taking that time, especially for the people right now, if you're interviewing remotely, if you do this, you know, very few people are going to take the time to actually spend, like I said, Jason, <laughs> I can do this in a minute now. Uh, but, you know, max, I'd say it could take somebody like 10 minutes to go to uh, the company's profile on LinkedIn, just search the company and go to images, save it, and then you can upload it to Canva and resize it a little bit to fit a Zoom background. Yeah. And I mean, you can even throw it on the Google slide, you know, or yeah. PowerPoint or something. Um, I want to, okay, so you mentioned a lot of things there. The theme with you that really sticks out to me is if I don't have the resources I need, I'm going to create them. And I'm going to very proactively take charge of my success, you know, and I'm going to own my success and not let other things like poor training or lack of training get in the way of that. And it's something I relate with a lot because this is what I did when I, because my first sales job was as a freshman in college going door to door selling house painting services. And they actually had great sales training. But a lot of the stuff I made my own, I made my own scripts. I, I, and I would just borrow for, Back then, there wasn't really podcasts. This is 2008. <laughs> it was not that long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But there wasn't sales podcasts. There was books. So for me, it was Little Red Book of Selling by Jeffrey Gittermer. Mm. And that kind of borrowed a lot of stuff from that. But let's look at, I, I'm curious, um, like when you look at this, like, oh, I'm going to create a sales document. Uh, I'm going to create an interviewing document. Where does that come from? And what do you think would inspire more people to do things like that? Because I'm like, <laughs> there's so much information out there. It's, it's really hard, like just so much free information. It's really hard for me to be sympathetic towards someone that is not like willing to do the stuff that you're doing yet. You're the only one I've ever talked to that is a rep like this. Like your job is not to train other reps. It's not to coach them. Like yet you have this like resource that is like extremely valuable with like all of this stuff on it. So any words of wisdom there, like around like why you decided to do that? What might inspire like other people to kind of take more charge of this and like really provide your own sales training if you're not getting it from your company? Yeah. So I can give a you know, nice shout out to Morgan Ingram because he's the one who kind of exposed me uh, as I was going through the interview process, uh, like on LinkedIn, kind of came across him. And it's funny, like I tell people, it's just so funny. Like the first message I sent him is like so atrocious. Like 
<laughs> but it was like, hey, I was actually asking him. Uh, he was doing a webinar or something, and I asked, oh, is this going to be recorded? Like, I I can't listen to it, but I I'd, I'd love to be able to listen to it or whatever. Um, but again, like I was asking him something valuable instead of like, hey, can you teach me? And or you know, um, there's like so much on so many people's profiles that you can mention that will make you stand out. You know, mm-hmm. blind connecting. Uh, I, I do it a little bit now, but the people I'm blind connecting with, it's because like we have 400 mutual connections or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, like if you connect, you went to connect with me and you have that many mutual connections, like, okay, there's probably some value that like we can help each other out, whatever it may be. And I, I, I said this to uh, somebody I, I'm like highly involved with the professional development uh, back at Bloomsburg where I went to school. And I just mentioned this to somebody over there, the the uh, organization saying, you know, I keep getting all these requests from people from Bloomsburg. And I'm like willing to accept it because I'm actually looking at their profile and seeing they went there at Bloomsburg. But the thing is, you know, all it would take to the, the like couple minutes it takes to just go, Hey, Calvin, I saw you went to Bloomsburg as a fellow, you know, Husky or as a fellow, as a Bloomsburg alumni, you know, I'd love to connect with you and, you know, hopefully ask you some, like, whatever you want to learn from me instead of just blindly connecting, you know, now you stand out to me versus I I think I, I said, yeah, I looked at it like earlier today. I think I have like 50 connect requests or something right now. And, and I mean, there's people out there that have way more than that. It's like, if you are not sending a message you know, you don't stand out at all. Like you're just a, one of the other hundreds of people that, you know, are, are trying to connect with somebody blindly. Like what, what is the value? Like, why should I want to connect with you? It's the same thing in cold outreach. Like why, why do I care who you are or how can I help you? And uh, I think Amy, like Volos, this is the most recent one I've heard this is like, you know, if, if you want 15 minutes of my time, like show me you've given, like you're putting in like 15 minutes of like, your own time, like show me you're putting in effort and then I'm going to be willing to put in effort to help you as well. Like I recently helped somebody land a role and I posted about him and <laughs> this was like most recently, like one of my highest uh, performing posts because I was giving, like, I was trying to shine light on somebody else. And he went the extra mile. What stood out is like, he sent me a personal message. Uh, I had connected back with him and then I didn't reply. Like I got busy. I, I, you know, we, we you know, definitely agree. <laughs> the LinkedIn inbox is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Microsoft. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he followed up. It's like, it, it, I'm starting to realize too, like, uh, you know, as I grow my connections and I'm using it like to social sell and like everything, like the inbox starts to get more and more flooded and realizing, wow, this is like what it feels like for like these other people, these leaders. Like I can't imagine being like a CEO or like a VP of sales. Like they're probably getting pitched all the time. And well, it's very so few noisy. people actually ask you for help though. Yeah. So, and, like it's, so, it's, so, it's amazing. Actually, there's been one person that is actually, well, okay. Multiple people have asked like, Hey, can you look at my cold email? Which my answer is always no. Like the way to do that is to go through our membership, you know, post or whatever, right? There is a way, but only one person. And I'm meeting with her in a couple of weeks because she's starting a consulting business. And it was really simple. She connected with me, sent a personalized connection request and said, Hey, I've been really following your stuff. I really like this sort of thing. I was looking at your journey. It looks very similar to mine for this reason. 
And I had very specific questions around it. It was very easy to say yes to. Yeah, I think where you're going with this, Calvin, is like this like sales one-on-one document, for example, that you put together, this isn't just like all your original stuff. Like you're gathering yeah. and building relationships with people that can actually help you. And I'm talking to this guy right now. He's uh, He participated in one of our boot camps, but he's a rep and he's like looking for another job potentially. And like, he's starting to see the value and like, Hey, if I just know other reps and I'm like networked with other reps that work at other companies, like that's the easiest way to get my foot in the door, you know, for a job opportunity. Is that kind of where you're going with this is, is like, there's, I get this document is like one thing, but a lot of this document is built on, like you have personal relationships with all the people almost that are like in this referenced in this document. Like these are people you can actually ask advice from and that's like an invaluable thing to have, man. Like a network yeah, so, like that. I mean, I was just going to reference the fact that he went the extra mile. And then because he went the extra mile, he actually got the job because of my posting. Somebody messaged him because of the posting. Yeah. Like, and boom, like two weeks later, this kid's landing an SDR role with no experience and again, like we work together. And so one of the things like he, he's saying is like, it's all because of me. I'm like, no, dude, you had this in you from the start. The fact that you followed up with me is why I spent time with you. And then again, I was just, you know, shining the light on like what you already have internally is like taking the extra steps and he did. So what's so crazy is he didn't even, ha- he couldn't do the zoom background because he didn't have an up-to-date uh, laptop. So he couldn't do the custom zoom dude. he painted, painted like the company logo and like put it on the wall behind them. That's the type of person you want to hire. It's like, I don't care if like you, you know, you don't know this role. Like so many people in the world, like didn't know this, you know, that's where it's like taking the extra mile, going the extra step. That's where I was going with that. But yeah, like for me personally, um, I just realized one, it was helpful for myself to like have all these resources in one spot. But it's like, oh, wait, if I'm going through this, there's probably other people kind of facing this as well. And one of the things is I just kept building it and building it. And I started sharing it one-on-one with people. And then uh, I was planning on eventually publishing it. And it like kind of the forcing function for me was, hey, I got laid off. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, instead of just actually you know, keeping this to myself, I was like, you know, instead of just talking about getting laid off, like, let me provide value for other people. Like, Hey guys, you know, here's something like, here's a tip I've been able to learn. Here's stuff I've been able to put together and learn through interviewing at multiple companies and going through the process multiple times, as well as, you know, here's my, you know, intro to sales stock is, you know, taking that extra step. It doesn't matter what it is, um, is the extra step at, and being yourself is like, what's always going to stand out is, you know, showing your personality. Like we talked about too, is like posting on LinkedIn. The people who stand out are the people who actually tell their story because anybody can write fluff like, oh, this is the best way to do sales, be authentic, you know, stand out, personalize, but okay. Like, tell me a story of like how you've done that. When you're interviewing, when you're selling, it's about telling the story, you know, building your brand is about the authenticity to yourself and like what somebody else can't talk about. 
you know, nobody, like you just said, I didn't know this. I had no idea that nobody else has like done this or, and like I, I said too, is like, I've had multiple people tell me I'm the only person that's done a custom zoom background and that I will forever, like I'll always stand out to them as the person who did that. Like, even if there's no pre no conversation after that one meeting, they will always remember me for the person who did that. And like uh, a voice message too is like the voice messages on LinkedIn. I know Morgan talks about video and voice message all the time is people don't do this. And when you do like there more and more people, okay, you're for following him. You've heard about him talk about it. But there's so many people in the world that haven't been exposed about it. Don't know you can send videos on LinkedIn and still don't know you can send voice messages. These other tools too is, uh, you know, like there's Drift and Loom and Dub and all these other tools. You can send recordings as well, uh, like a video recording. And you can see when people open it. You know, I sent two people messages when I was interviewing is I was just, you know, trying to connect with sales leaders. And mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like, hey, I want to get a job with them. It was actually like two people that I was just, you know, reaching out to them. I thought that you know, maybe there is a job that they can have. Maybe there's somebody I know I'd love to learn with, from them and reach out to two people. And actually it was, it was just crazy. Both times I'd reached out to these people, it turned into an interview like on the call. Like, so they both scheduled time with me and both turned into interviews. I'm like, Oh wait, you're going to take it this way. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, here's what I know about your company. I wasn't I didn't know this was going to be an interview, but here's what I know. I'm interested. Like, let's continue the conversation. Uh, but again, it was because I wasn't like, Hey, I saw you're hiring. Like neither of these people had jobs posted. That's mm -hmm. the other thing too. You can go like the extra you know, mile. And if there's not a job post, it doesn't mean there's not an opportunity for you. So again, it, 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 like looping it back to like just all overall in sales, it's the, going the extra mile to stand out and do the unscalable is what's so key. And I think, you know, take that um, extra mile to go speak to somebody who's in the role that you're trying to prospect into, you know, and say, like, I had somebody view my profile, like I'm now working at a company that, you know, we sell to a variety of different titles, but somebody in sales comp, who's like one of the ideal titles had viewed my profile. And I just sent them a message like, Hey, I saw you viewed my profile. would love to connect. You know, and then it kind of like went from there, like, okay, like why? And like, it turned into then, Hey, this is like what I like about sales compensation and like the ability to, you know, utilize commissions and sales performance, you know, to motivate reps, you know, quotas and how, how can I loop in together? And I think it's really interesting. And then boom, it turned into like, a, like back and forth. And now we set up time to talk and like, he's in my ideal persona. It's not like I'm trying to sell him. I'm trying to learn from him what he's going through. Like, what does his day to day do is that's, what's so key too, is, you know, I, I'm starting to get sales pitches too. And, you know, I I've seen some messages out there. Like I, I'm sure, you know, is there's messages out there that are just like, so me, me, me focused. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care who, what your company does. It's like, what, it, what do you, how are you showing me? You understand that I actually have a pain right now. Are you asking if I have a pain too? Because, you know, I might not face this like at all, you know, and, and you just say me, 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 like, why do I care? Like, same thing with interviewing sales. It's all the same thing. You're just trying to show them value to like, I understand what you're going through. This is why we've like, this is why our platform exists. Like we're here to help ease that pain or, you know, cool. You're hiring right now. So 
don't, it's not, again, I, I learned this more recently too. It's not necessarily about your previous experience. It's like, how can you apply that to like what you're going to be doing in this role? Like how, yeah. like, why do, why do you think you're going to be successful versus somebody else? Cause all these other people might have more experience than you, but if you can sell me that you understand what we're doing and how you're going to crush this role, that's going to blow people away. Yeah. I think there's a couple things that stick out. It's almost like I think the personal brand and the networking component of this is a way that you can supplement the time you spend on your job. So I don't know. I just don't understand like why someone wouldn't be spending 30 to 60 minutes a day uh, outside of their job on their personal brand, like on this kind of networking, because there's specific groups that you've just alluded to essentially that we need to be networking with peer, uh, peers, excuse me, like to build these focus groups. Stephen Chase talked about this in the last episode around like the importance of having like three or four people that are in sales roles selling kind of similar stuff that he could just bounce ideas by and it can yeah. talk. I know you're pretty well networked with like a lot of people in like the sales community on LinkedIn, but that's like so important, dude. Um, you're talking about like mentors, you know, like a Morgan Ingram or someone like that, like someone like have relationships with people that you look up to that are doing things a couple steps ahead of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't realize the importance of this either with just my own peer group of you know, Morgan was one of those people actually for me that I proactively reached out to. And I was like, oh, I just have never talked to this guy before. And he happened to be coming to Austin. And then we met up, you know, this is a while back. Um, Jeff Pajorek, another one of those people. And there's like this third group, it sounds like with networking too, where you can also find who is doing the job of my ideal persona and like, who can I just build relationships with and like get to know these people a little bit better, even if it's not to sell to them, just to like learn a little bit more about who these people are. And like all three of these things, if you put time into these buckets, these will give you like crazy incremental gains over three, six, nine, 12 months in your role. Like you'll just like skyrocket nine, 12 months from now when you're like, Oh wow, I got a couple dozen people that can bounce ideas off of that. I really trust their advice and their opinions. I got a couple of mentors that I look up to. I've I'm good friends with like three or four people that are my ideal persona. So I like actually know their language and like their day to day and like all this other stuff that would be extremely hard to figure out if you didn't have those things. So I know this yeah. is just some things that stick out to me about how you've sort of navigated your, your journey so far, man. I think you summarized it in like the most perfect way. Like <laughs> if I had, if I had to summarize it, like you, you nailed it right there. And, and, th and that was, yeah, I think I made a post about this like recently too, is, you know, I think you'll find other, you know, sales reps. I have relationships with like other SDRs that it started from LinkedIn. I never thought I would make friends on LinkedIn. Like what, yeah, it's weird. you know, it, it, it's insane. Um, but I think it, it, cause it turns into a professional, it's starting from a professional standpoint. When you start talking and engaging with more people, you know, I got on a call with somebody recently and they're like, I feel like I'm like talking with like uh, my long lost, long, long lost friend that like, I've never had the opportunity to connect with. It's because like we just had engaged enough conversationally like through LinkedIn or commenting on each other's stuff. And again, too, I got asked to be on another podcast. Again, I'd never spoken with this person before. And it was just because like we had just exchanged enough messages that we, you, you actually are getting to know somebody because like that's what the internet has provided us with like the opportunity yep. to meet people. You don't have to be face to face and it doesn't have to be on a call. Like, yes, it's always better. I think to talk to somebody 
on like where you can hear them. And I always prefer call versus, you know, you know, messaging or texting, especially too, because I'm bad at replying. <laughs> so that's another thing too, is like, I realized, wow, like I really suck at that. Like it kind of gives me some insight into like my prospects too, is okay. That's where too is sometimes the bump messages don't need to be the most insane thing, no. but it's like, Oh, you know, check out our blog or, you know, like whatever it is, it can be something ridiculous, but it's again, they may have actually been really interested um they just like forgot to answer they forgot to rope yeah and and that's like the key is you hear that uh i think uh james carberry actually mentioned it in content-based networking like a book recently i read is he actually had people thank him sometimes because they're like oh wow yeah i'd love to be on your podcast like and that was like why he was reaching out but like you 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 get busy you didn't see the email got lost in your craziness of the inbox. And that's the same thing too with me and like why Aaron had stood out is he took the time to, uh, you know, message me. And then I started proactively like reaching out to him, like, okay, like, where are we in this process? Like it, it became like a we, like I'm here to help you and I want to do whatever it takes because you deserve like getting a role through like what's going on. And if mm-hmm. you show that extra step, that's where it doesn't matter. Like prospect too is like, you show them like more light into yourself and why like you're going to be different in the sales process. They're going to be like more willing to share details and, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like, you know, we really like this, but Hey, you know, it is, it's really coming down to pricing. Like we got this from a competitor, you know, building that it's not again, like bringing business back to being human. And that's the same thing as like, okay, you're not here to just sell like the best salespeople are actually here and they have good EQ and understand the pain and they're here to, they like want to help, you know, money is like, then uh, is something that happens. I think eventually, you know, because of you actually wanting to, you know, provide value and help these people. Um, but yeah, like taking the extra step to really care. Um, and I'm just a naturally curious person. So I think that's what really uh, also caused me to per, like create these documents is like, cool, I there's a gap right now in like my knowledge, like how can I learn? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, it's one spot for myself, but now other people can, you know, learn and I can help others out uh, in, in that same way. So let's, and this is definitely going to be linked in the uh, show notes, but let's give just to kind of shift gears a little bit with the new sales one-on-one. And I said this before we started recording, it is not just a one-on-one document. So, so (laughs) many people, there's some very intermediate and some advanced things actually in there. So it's not just for people that have never sold before, but just to get people kind of excited about it, what are some of the things in that document that you are using now, like in your new role, what are some of the things that you've learned in the last couple of years doing this you know, sort of tactical things. If you had to pick, we could talk about a couple um, that really it's, stick out to you that you're you're doing right now. It's so tough because, like, overall, it become some of this stuff. I feel like has become like second nature to mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, understanding, you know, the subject, like the first two lines of an email. You know, make sure that that pops. Like, are you talking to their pain? Are you something that's specific to them that's going to make them go, oh yes, like I this person did their research, but again, uh, the personalization that is relevant to like what you do. I think that that's like the biggest key is like 
don't talk about just saying like I had somebody again, I was like helping them with, uh, you know, creating a video and they were sending a videos to prospect and they were just like, cool. I saw you raise money. Like congrats on the funding. Guess what? Everybody else is reaching out to these people because they raise money too. It's a, it's a great trigger to reach out to companies, but why is that relevant? Like, how does that matter to like what you're offering outside of now they have budget to be able to pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, cool. Well you have, you just raised money. So you're selling an HR software. So guess what? I know that when you raise money, the one of the things that follows raising money is actually you're going to probably be bringing on more headcount. And so that if you're bringing on more headcount, this is why our HR software or e-learning tool or whatever it may be is going to be like beneficial for like me, like right now, it's not headcount, it's sales headcount. So seeing a growth in sales headcount means that they're probably facing a difficulty in, you know, okay, cool. You doubled your headcount for a sale, like your sales headcount doubled. Okay. You know, if you went from doing 15, uh, sale, like commissions, for 15 people in Excel, it's definitely not fun, but like you get to 30, you get to 60 and you're like, oh my God, this is like yeah. a nightmare because all that happens is you mess up one thing in Excel. You're like you mess up one thing in the formula. Like I, I got a message from one of my friends like, you need to sell my company. We just, we just had this happen internally that they messed up one thing in a formula and then everybody got paid wrong. And now it turns into a massive thing because of an Excel formula. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk like, about, let's talk about the personalization a little bit more because this is something that, so we're running a couple bootcamp classes right now. This is something everyone struggles with is they, they know now that like, I need, I know I need to do personalization, but it's typically a couple things like, Hey, I know I need to do this, but it takes way too long. And typically what I find is that people don't have, you know, three to five things that are the go-to things they look for, for every person they're reaching out to, you know, so it's, it becomes like this random like Google search and LinkedIn search where I just looking for something that sticks out, but nothing in particular. Do you have any other tips on personalization? That was a great example, by the way, but any other tips, you know, for kind of like streamlining this and finding stuff that is relevant and then, you know, connecting that back to why you're actually reaching out Any any other insights that you can lend there? So, yeah, I think that it's something I still struggle with even right now, like being in a new role, like trying to figure out for this person, what are these key things that matter? And I think that it, it really actually stems from, again, you can't really personalize until you really understand what that person's going through in their role. So like talk to the people internally at your company that are in that role or go speak to, go find other people and don't pitch them. Just say you want to learn about their day to day. And that personalization, actually the persona based personalization where it's truly talking about their pain, I think is more important than any type of custom personalization. That's something too, like my CEO is actually instilled even more and more in me here is again, it, it you know, taking those like little things, unless you like, cool, you saw they were on a podcast, then you can actually listen to the podcast and take something out where they actually talk about, you know, they're really struggling with actually Salesforce data. So, okay, like you're selling a tool like Clary. So, okay, but you know, you're struggling with Salesforce data and forecasting. I saw you, like you can mention the podcast and I know that they do amazing personalization over there. So go check out like Kyle Coleman's page and he posts all the time about like uh, SDRs over there and how they're doing an amazing job pers personalizing. And so like that's too, 
Clary is selling the sales ops. So like I'm speaking with STRs over there and like learning more about like what's working for them. I have some other people selling to finance that I'm speaking with too, like what's working for them on the finance side. And, you know, it's understanding too about the personalization, you know, when it comes to that persona, do they like phone calls, like sales leaders? So that's part of the people who I'm selling to. They're probably going to love a sales call. You know, if I can show them, I can sell, sell great on the phone they're going to love it, you know, versus, you know, getting one of the hundreds of emails that are going into their inbox, then, uh, you know, finance, I don't think like we've kind of determined that too, it's like finance, not as much, you know, they're like more, I think it's more important to have like a well-crafted email, but, um, I, sometimes it can be like little things. Like one of the things we're, we've just personalized here right now is number of sales reps, like we're doing commissions based on the number of sales reps a company yeah. has. Like you can find that information on yeah. LinkedIn and that's like headcount growth. That's like one that like mm. really stands out. It's like headcount growth. Like I've seen personalization. It's like, Oh, Hey, I saw you're on LinkedIn. I saw you're in this role. Cool. Like, what does that mean? You know, uh, that's like one of the things I've, you know, been able to learn too, is as short and sweet as possible and concise. And that's something I personally really struggle with still is I can tell a story. I can like talk on and on and on, but I really struggle with being concise. Um, so like learn to re when you're rewriting or reviewing things, what words can you take out? Can you take out even an and can you shorten that sentence from 15 words to a couple and the, the 150 words and putting it into actually, you know, something that somebody can easily read on your phone. I forget the exact statistics, but I know it's like an insane amount that are read on, on, on the phone. Um, and the personalization is just, yeah, take, take the time to look at somebody's LinkedIn profile. See if there's anything that sticks out. If there's not, you know, send, send the persona based message. Sometimes there's not going to be, but like, do the Google search too, to like search this person podcast, you know, this person blog, you know, and check out their profile. A lot of people actually will put in their profile because they're proud of like what they're doing in their job is like, here's what I've been able to do. Oh, you were able. So one of the ones I have in that new, um, you know, new sales one-on-one is somebody was able to, uh, like when I was selling to HR and e-learning is this person was able to help boost the um, employee engagement score like MPS like is for the customers but there's like an em internal employee one too and they were able to like really dramatically be able to boost it up and then I just mentioned that in the email and you know boom like wow this is like an amazing email thanks like I'd love to learn more about what you guys do and again it's like making it about the person where she didn't even understand fully like what we did as a company which there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Again, it's like, it's all about invoking curiosity is like your LinkedIn message, your LinkedIn profile. If I go look at your profile, you want it to be, oh, what does your company do? Oh, what, what, like, let me look more on like what Jason does. Like, let me look, oh, let me go to that. Uh, you know, let me go to your company page. Let me go to your website. That's the key. And like, it's the always, Subject line, you want them to read the first line of the email. Then if they read the first line, you want them to keep reading. And then the end goal, you know, keep in mind the end goal, like KD, I think was talking this about this on your webinar even too. Like, you know, different emails have different goals. Like it might be, you know, get them to your website so that you can retarget them with ads, you know, get them to reply, 
just because you you're just actually just trying to get in a conversation with this person, you know, or actually book a meeting. Um, and I think one of the things too, as an SDR is it's really hard to think about the long game because you're always just focused on the meeting. And like, we started to talk about this earlier too, is, uh, you know, how do you focus actually on thinking about, and there's like a gap in training where, why is it just an SDR? You know, I think that there's always going to be things if you're segmenting SDR, AE customer success, you know, as an SDR, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know all of the things about pricing, but I think the best, best people are the ones who understand the basics. You know, can you understand base, basic ballpark pricing? You know, you know, some, you could find out quickly on an intro call or, um, you know, being willing to sit in on intro calls with AEs or, you know, I, I was taking intro calls as an SDR too. It's like, that's another thing too, is like some companies have them take intro calls. Some companies it's like, you're just an appointment setter. So there's like very different out there, but the best people are the ones who really understand the, you know, a lot of the sales process and really understand who they're selling to and like what what their pain is like that was all my first week was here at concert you know we're a really small company but that was something that actually really stood out to me like i've told this to multiple people i was blown away for you know a 12 person startup that we are how much structure they had and how much focus there was on you're going to learn about the personas you're going to learn about who you're selling to and we have all those people internally already but now it's about okay how do i find that externally too to just keep learning about what they're going through. That was like a very long-winded answer to your personalization question. Well, and we're about out of time here, but the what I'm getting from that is, I mean, I love that you talk so much about problems and pain because if, if you don't understand that, you don't really know what to look for because you're finding something that you can connect with that. You're trying to anticipate that, hey, if you're going through this right now and you're increasing headcount, there's typically some pain points that come up that are going to be associated with that. Like certain things are going to get harder that are hard right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think like looking back at that, the, uh, I, I like your piece too about like finding the trigger. Like that was really big 10 years ago. If you found the trigger and you reached out because of that, that was like a really big thing that would like really capture someone's attention, but it just got so overused, but it's just like anything else with cold email, cold emails used to be pretty novel 10 years ago in terms of like, if it had any amount of like, first name or company name merge tag on it. It was like a big deal. You know what I mean? So it's, you're kind of having to step up your game, but to your point, like adding that relevance and really thinking about, well, how was what I found going to give this person a reason to even talk to me or show that having a conversation would like make sense, like would be helpful for them. And one other little thing too, that you pointed out, because I've been talking about this a lot too with LinkedIn is if you can find things around KPIs that people brag about, I mean, that can even be a subject line, you know, like yeah, yeah, 125% increase over. It's like, Oh, look, Oh yeah. You know, like people are going to recognize that kind of stuff. So um, we are out of time, dude, this flew by. I, I want to link to your new sales one-on-one. Uh, so that'll be in the show notes and then the uh, interview uh, document as well. But where do you want people to go to connect with you, man? Where can, where yeah. can people go to follow your stuff? Yeah. Uh, so the biggest thing is, yeah, just, you know, check me out on LinkedIn, Calvin Patterson, IV got to add the fourth man. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, soon enough, you'll, uh, there'll be a podcast as well. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. That was a fun one. Again, I 
can't encourage you enough to go look at his resources right in the show notes that are on your phone. New Sales 101 document, the Interviewing 101 document. You could also find it on his LinkedIn profile. Really, really good free resources that he put together. So make sure to check that out. Those are my biggest takeaways from the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Short, sweet, honest review on iTunes would be great so we can continue getting on more guests and growing the show uh, so we can talk to more folks like Calvin. You can do that on iTunes. So if you're playing this on iTunes or you can search for it on iTunes, Blissful Prospecting, scroll down to the bottom, leave a short, honest review of what you think of the show. We would really appreciate it. And I am so grateful for you tuning in and we'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya.